Live from the Interaction Media Studio in Morgantown, this is a special edition of Positively West Virginia, the COVID-19 Daily Business Briefing. I'm your host, Jim Matuga. For those of you joining us live on Facebook, welcome and thanks for tuning in. And if you notice that my uh, background's a little flipped here, you're seeing that, right? There's a glitch on the Facebook Live camera app right now that Facebook's trying to fix that at the moment. But we're all good. We can deal with a little backward camera. No problem. And for those of you listening on the podcast recording, thanks for joining us as well. We really appreciate you guys. Normally on this podcast, we interview West Virginia business leaders and share their success stories with you and thousands of others each week on iTunes, Spotify, and through our statewide distribution network with WVNews.com. However, since March 19th, we've been bringing you these daily special edition briefing broadcasts, and we're focused We've been focused specifically and intentionally around this basic question, what can West Virginia businesses do right now to navigate the pandemic storm that we've all been facing? When we first started the podcast back in 2017, our goal was to inspire people in West Virginia with examples of real-life entrepreneurs and business owners who've built their companies, successful companies, right here in West Virginia. Quite simply, we want to help West Virginia businesses win. We appreciate the opportunity each week to tell positive, inspirational stories that encourage people to start their businesses in the Mountain State and keep their companies here and make West Virginia stronger than ever before. Of course, you can learn all about our mission at PositivelyWV.com. Every weekday since March 19th, as I said, at 2 p.m., we've been coming to you live with special subject matter experts from right here in West Virginia, people that really want to help business owners and business leaders with practical ideas to get us through this pandemic storm. It's hard to believe, but this is our 31st consecutive special episode. It's also, I'm a little bit sad to say, our last daily business briefing. As we start moving towards reopening West Virginia under Governor Jim Justice's West Virginia Strong, the comeback plan, we believe it's time to shift gears, and I'm going to be talking about that here in a few minutes, kind of give you give you guys an idea of what we're actually going to be up to. We've got some really cool things planned, and I'll, get, I'll talk about that here in, in a few seconds. But So it's just me today, and I want to share some parting thoughts as we wrap up these daily episodes, these daily special edition business briefings, and uh, I'll share some th- parting thoughts with you guys and some things that I've learned over the last month and a half or so. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by Insurance Centers, The State Journal, WVNews.com, and Interaction Media. So as I was saying, like, you know, you guys probably are with me on this. The the events of the past seven weeks pertaining to the COVID-19 pandemic have been at times very, very surreal. I mean, I sometimes wake up in the middle of the night going, what in the heck is going on? But we've made it through it. It's been, you know, really since the beginning of... Uh, the week of March 9th is when everything started hitting our state. Of course, it's been going around the world uh, since the end of December and then into, into January, and it's finally caught up to America. But West Virginia, really, that week, that week of uh, March the 9th is when it all started setting in. And so, uh, you know, I, I really, um, I've had an opportunity to talk to many business people uh, every single day. Uh, who seem to be in three different mindset camps. And I, I kind of classify them as one, which is, and this is kind of early on, with, I saw a lot of this, people that were fearful, worried, not ready, or equipped, or didn't even know what to do. They were freaked out for the coming weeks 
and months that they saw ahead. So that was kind of camp one. And then camp two was that they were prepared. They were optimistic and ready to face rough waters that they saw coming. And they're, I wouldn't, I'm going to be honest with you. I saw just a small smidgen of that and, and people kind of evolved into that as, as time went on over the last seven or weeks or so. And then most of us, I I think fell somewhere in between. And that's kind of one of the first overviews that I, that kind of came, comes to mind. And, uh, uh, I, I know that I've been saying this quite a bit, and I don't um, mean to make light of it, but I feel like a lot of times, uh, especially over those first three or four weeks, I felt like every day um, I was just wore out. I was just absolutely drained physically and mentally and emotionally. At, at, at times I kept thinking, you know, I even told my wife, Rebecca, I said, you know, a lot of days um, I spend all day just talking people off the ledge. And she said, well, that's that's good. That's one of your gifts. You're good at that. You're a good listener. You know, all this. I said, well, you don't understand. I feel like I'm on the ledge with them, you know, and uh, that's kind of the, the way that I was going through that first couple of days. So I really wanted just to take a moment here today as we wrap up these daily episodes and and just share my thoughts with you guys. And I also wanted to talk a little bit about how the daily updates came about and kind of the philosophy uh, that I've been utilizing myself personally to get through this and share with you a few key takeaways uh, and some lessons really on leadership uh, that have uh, come to the forefront, I think, over the past 30 days. So going back to that first week where all this was setting in, the week of March 9th, I think that's when things really started to get real for me. I remember... uh, Rebecca and I were were out of town, and we were trying to get a little uh, weekend getaway at Stonewall Resort here in West Virginia. And and I and I'll never forget the fact that um, you know March Madness was canceled. <laughs> I'm like, what? This is this is getting very very real. This is everybody's rea- overreacting, and and then it kind of hit me like oh, this is very very real. And so over that weekend um started thinking about some things and how I was going to come into the office and what I was going to be facing and then I got an email from one of my team members and asking, you know, what were we going to be doing to make sure that everybody was safe in the office? And I I was you know, can we work from home? And I, I just I wasn't prepared for that, obviously. And so um when I uh, went to my Monday morning meeting, my team meeting, uh, on March 16th, uh, I had a little game plan of how I was going to address the team. And, and the, you know, honestly, um, some of the things that I was talking about that morning, uh, they kind of resonate with me. And I've taken some notes just so I don't forget the things that I said. And and one of the things that, uh, that kind of came about was trying to give everybody, and first thing we did, obviously, was I went around the table and just got a, a sense of how everybody was feeling that day. You know, what are, what kind of thoughts are going through your head? What what kind of emotions are you dealing with right now? And and it was a, an opportunity for me just to sit back and listen and um, understand it was sinking in. There, there was a lot of anxiety on my team, like, what is going on here? And so I thought, you know, the only thing I knew to do was to um, to be an optimist. I'm a, I have a podcast called Positively West Virginia. So I wanted to be an optimist, and but I wanted to do it in a sense that um, that it wasn't just raw, raw, just raw, raw. I mean, I wanted to have some substance behind it. So I didn't know exactly what to say, but this analogy came to me, and I'm sure I'm not the first person to think of this, but it it came to me, and it and it was that the, you know, that we were in a storm. We were just in a storm, and 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 I think about this now, and I I feel like we're all in the storm. I've heard people saying we're all in this together. 
we're not all in the same boat together. I think everybody's boat is different, but we are definitely in the same storm together. And what I told my team that day was, we are in a storm, and I don't exactly know where how bad it's going to get. I don't know how big the waves are going to get. Uh, I'm sure we're going to take some water over the bow of the boat. Uh, my hope is that we don't <laughs> we don't lose anybody off the boat getting flipped out or whatever. Uh, but I also said that that my job as the leader of the of the team was to get the boat into the calm water. And I believed, and I still believe, that the once we get to the calm water in the storm, that's where the sun's going to shine, the clouds will disappear, and there's going to be tons of opportunity. Keeping in mind that, you know, some of my friends have businesses right now. I'm a small business owner. Uh, some of my friends have businesses right now that are very, very much in trouble. They're struggling. They're hurting. And I get that. But some of us are going to be able to get to that calm water. And that's my hope is that I can lead my team into the calm water, lead this boat into the calm water. And uh, at times, I, I'll be honest with you, I don't even know that I knew the way to the calm water. <laughs> I felt like I didn't even have a compass. But uh, but I think we were able to uh, to navigate and those are going to be some of the things I want to talk about here in a minute and some of the lessons of leadership and, and, and really being able to uh, be able to understand uh, how to get through crises together, for sure. It was funny because um, how this podcast came about on uh, on that Monday, March 16th, we I did not have a work-from-home plan. We had some tools and we had some thoughts about how we can work from home in a case of a snowstorm or something like that. But working for seven or eight or nine or ten weeks from home uh, was not um, something I was prepared for. So we put together my project manager. His name is Dylan Sheldon. He also is uh, one of the producers for the podcast. Dylan and I uh, sat down. I said, we need to come up with a a game plan, an emergency work-from-home plan. And that's exactly what he and the rest of the team did. They they worked together, they put this together, and, and we were able to, starting on March 19th, which is a Thursday, they, my whole team was able to work remotely. Now, I've been coming into the office every day. We have a, the podcast studios here. I just feel compelled to come in each day and, and be here uh, by myself. Um, and we'll talk about that in a minute, but some of the things that, uh, that go through your your mind as a leader when you don't have anybody to lead in the building, but that's a whole other story. But uh, so we did that, and then the the day before that, which was uh, Wednesday, March eighteenth, Dylan and I were talking. We were still getting ready to get you know to work remotely and send all of our team home. Uh, I said, you know, we we need to be thinking about what we have, like assess what we have. And try to help people. That was kind of the the notion that was going through my mind all week was assess what we have and help people. And you know, I said we have this podcast. We've been doing this podcast for you know we're on our third year of doing it, and we're talking about business, and we have followers, and we have a you know, hundreds of people on our mailing list, and everything else. And and how do we leverage that and start bringing real useful information to people uh, that that they could help them get through this storm together. And he's like, I love it. Let's do it. And so I said, he said, when do you want to start? I said, tomorrow. <laughs> I said, he said, who would be your first guest? I said, I don't know, but I'll find somebody. And that's set the course of uh, doing these daily podcasts for the last 30 days. And I, I'll be honest with you, um, didn't know how it was going to go. Uh, you, you hear the phrase, building the 
plane as you're flying it, and that was definitely the case here. We uh, we had an idea. We assessed what we have, which was the podcast format. We have a podcast studio. We have an audience, and we have this amazing partnership that we were able to put together uh, with WV News. My partner, business partner, is Brian Jarvis, and he nicely is the publisher at WV News and the State Journal. And we said, you know what, we can we can actually take this and uh, stream it live on Facebook and reach thousands of thousands of people potentially. And that that's how the idea was born. So we assessed what we had and we tried to help people uh, through this. And I want, I want to mention some of the guests we've had on the show. And again, we've been doing this two o'clock every day for roughly a half an hour every day. Our first guest was Eric Kinder. Eric is a, an attorney with Spillman Thomas and Battle, and he's part of their COVID-19 crisis response team. We've had Ed DaCosta from Catalyst Associates, Frank Vitale uh, from Forge Business Solutions, Evan Hansen, who owns a company called Downstream Strategies. He's also a uh, delegate representing Montegalia County. We had Jeremy Donham with Donham Law. Don, Jeremy's a an HR law and employment law specialist talking about all the employee issues that we have facing us in, in this crisis. Congressman David McKinley, Ray Glimp with Get Fit Juices and Shakes. His was a very inspirational story of, of talking about uh, adapting and, and improvising and innovating his company. Scott Wordabaugh with Integrity Financial Planning. Danny Fink, uh, a CPA with Premier Tax Consulting. Dr. Clay Marsh with WVU Medicine, uh, School of Medicine, and the coronavirus czar for uh, Governor Jim Justice. We had Ashuk Agarwal, the, one of the owners at MS Consulting, the founder. We had Amy, Amy Haberbush Wilson with the Harrison County. Economic Development Corporation, David Goldberg, President and CEO at Mon Health, Maylene Davis, founding uh, the founder of West Virginia Caring, and Rick Rock, North Central West Virginia Airport, Steve Roberts, the president of the West Virginia Chamber of Commerce, Steve Bolger, who's a regional administrator for the SBA uh, Mid-Atlantic region. And uh, he represents seven states. He, was, he called in from New York. It was an incredible conversation and as we were trying to navigate PPP and um, several of the other uh, unemployment issues and uh, SBA initiatives that they're, that they're working on. We had Anna Carrier. She's, uh, with, uh, she's an owner uh, of the Cupcakery. She's an attorney. She's an, a, 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 a CPA. And she also is the owner of the Cupcakery and an adjunct professor for uh, the management department at uh, the College of Business and Economics at West Virginia University. We had Andy Nicely, the publisher of uh, WV News, Tony Honorado from APO Counseling, who's talked about mental health. We had Bruce Lane from Convene, which is a faith-based leadership organization. Senator Shelley Moore Capito was on uh, a couple of weeks ago. David Alvarez, the vice chair of the or he's the chair of the West Virginia University Board of Governors, the chairperson of the WVU Board of Governors and what they were doing at WVU. Clinton Burley, uh, president and CEO of HealthNet Aeromedical Services. Mark McMillan, a leadership expert. Julie Zucker with Sparkle Janitorial Products. And if you remember her story talking about um, how she was, her business is thriving right now, booming in the pandemic. January, she was looking for a third job to keep her business afloat. She was going to take a third part-time job just so she could have cash flow. And here, her business is now in this pandemic 
flourishing. And then we had Rebecca McPhail from the West Virginia Manufacturers Association. So we've had an esteemed guest list, and it's been awesome. It's been my you know humbling honor and pleasure to to be able to bring folks like that to you guys each day uh, for the past 30 days. Uh, it's been a, it, I'll be honest with you, it's been something I've looked forward to very much, and I'm going to miss doing them daily, but I've also got to get back to my business in, you know, being able to focus on uh, running our company, um, and it's, uh, it's, our business is definitely picking up right now, and, and I've got to be focused on that. But, you know, the, the thing about it, and I mentioned the partnership with, uh, with WV News, Brian Jarvis, uh, each episode, we've, been, we've had thousands of views on Facebook. Um, I, I'm looking at the Facebook Live count right now, and that's just a, par- a portion of the, the Facebook Live viewers. And as this is streamed out through the distribution network at WV News, it's, uh, it's been really fascinating to see the, the outpouring of support and, and uh, viewership for the, for the podcast. So I, I really appreciate you guys. Uh, bearing with us and listening in and tuning in, and uh, you know, I really feel like the guests that we've had on have been bringing tremendous value at, at a time where it's hard to find uh, reliable information, and uh, that's why, you know, obviously, why we partner with WV News on that because that's a, a go-to source of credible information and news uh, around the state of West Virginia. So a couple of things I wanted to share are some takeaways from these live Facebook interviews and some thoughts that, that as we get to the calm waters of this COVID-19 storm, maybe you can take away uh, some of these things. And maybe you've taken away some other information from this. But here's some of my top top five things that I think are really important, uh, more more now than ever before. Number one, everything rises and falls on leadership. And we've seen tremendous leadership in this storm that we've been in the last seven weeks or so. Tremendous leaders. I've, I've personally witnessed it. I've also seen some really, really terrible leadership. And, you know, it's, it's clear, you know, the, you know, in this crisis situation, uh, I think more than ever, it highlights what was there and what wasn't there. So my point is, is that everything rises and falls on leadership. That's an old John Maxwell, if, if anybody knows who John Maxwell is, one of the great leadership gurus of our time, uh, former pastor, uh, former minister, uh, and you know he's had, he owns obviously the, the John Maxwell team, but his writings on leadership are, are unparalleled, and uh, that's something he's always said, but it's definitely true. Everything rises and falls on leadership. Number two, leadership in a crisis situation is most effective when leaders listen and have empathy. And, you know, this is a recurring theme that I, that I heard just about on every interview, and that is that, you know, you've got to be paying attention to what's going on out there. You know, one of the things that, that, that kind of ties into this is that listening and having empathy enables you to really um, to be able to have an opportunity to hear difference of opinions. And when you're trying to make decisions in, in, a, in a time like this, it's been very tough. And I know myself, one of the things I'm, I've been giving a lot of advice. I've been giving a tremendous amount of advice to people, and I my prayer every day is that God just make sure that the, that the advice that I'm giving is good and and is full of wisdom and 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 thought and 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 has a meaning behind it because there's a lot of bad information out there, especially in a time of a crisis. And and if you're listening and paying attention, and you can have empathy for where those people are coming from, listen to their feelings, listen to their thoughts, listen to their ideas. That's where the the real value is going to come, especially if you have good people around you. You're gonna you're gonna have great information coming in, and I, that's that's my second takeaway. 
Number three, innovation and those who adapt to the new ways of doing business, whatever that's going to be. We don't know what the new normal is. I don't really care too much for that, that phrase. But whatever the new way of life is, those who innovate and those who adapt to the new ways are going to win big time. That is a massive takeaway right there. So if you're sitting there going, I don't know what to do, I don't know where to go, you need to get on that because there's going to be winners in this whole thing and the the survivors. I'm talking strictly from a business perspective, obviously, but you've got to be able to innovate and be able to do things. And I see it all the time. I, I just got up right before I started this call, just got off my rotary meeting and I've got, you know, I think we had 18 or 19 members of our Rotary Club. I'm the president of the Rotary Club of Morgantown this year, our 100th anniversary, little plug. Uh, and, uh, you know, utilizing Zoom as a platform to keep people plugged in and connected in community has been huge. And I've got, you know, we have one of our members uh, sheltering in place in North Carolina. They can't get back to to uh, to West Virginia, former professor at WVU, retired. Uh, so he's been able to have this sense of community. So utilize innovation, utilize technology, get on it. If you don't, you're not going to, I hate to say it, but I don't think you're going to win. You got to adapt and, and innovate. And number four, most businesses coming out of this are going to be like startups. That's my fourth takeaway, that most businesses coming out of this are going to be like startups. And what I mean by that is if even if you've been in business for 20 years, 50 years, there's going to be a lot of this stuff that's going to be new, trying to navigate. What do we do? How do we go about this? You got to be running lean. You got to be running mean. You got to be marketing. You got to get your message message out there. You got to be doing things a little differently. Thinking like a startup, I think, is going to be key to this. Think like a startup. I don't care if you're five years old or a year old or 100 years old, your company. Be thinking like a startup. And then number five, my fifth takeaway is opportunities lie ahead. You know, one of the things that I think is really awesome uh, about being in West Virginia, and this is kind of funny because, you know, we've been preaching this story uh, of there's a lot of great things happening in West Virginia. That's why we started this podcast, obviously, to to tell those compelling stories of people that are absolutely crushing it in West Virginia. And some of these are just businesses you know, a lot of us have never even heard of. It's kind of neat for me and my team to discover these companies and tell their story and, and really uh, unearth some some cool things that are out there happening. But West Virginia is absolutely perfectly poised with our proximity to the population centers of, of the country to have opportunities for manufacturing startups and talent and utilizing our natural resources. Uh, but most importantly, I believe, our attitude. I do believe that we have winning attitudes in West Virginia. Not necessarily everybody, and we have our our naysayers and all that kind of stuff, but man... I'm inspired every day. There's tremendous opportunity lying ahead for us. And I believe we can, I'm seeing the calm water. We talked about the calm water a few minutes ago. And I do believe, I mean, even though it's raining right now and it's cloudy in Morgantown, the calm waters are right there. I could see them. And I know that we're going to be getting into that calm water soon. And that's where the opportunities are going to be. So I wanted to share that. And finally, you know, one of the, one of the key takeaways, and I, I, I just want to pontificate a little bit if I can, because it's my studio and it's my mic and here we are. But one of the, the key takeaways that, I, that I've gotten from this whole thing is that we have to have faith. And whatever your belief systems are, whatever that looks like, I want to share with you mine for just a second. And that is 
on that meeting that I had on March the 16th with my team, I, the one thing that I said to, the, to, the, to my team members was, God will provide. We have to be diligent. We have to be abiding in his word. We have to be um, ready to go forth and not cower in the corner. We have to be not afraid. But God will provide, and I I, I want to encourage you that you guys with that whatever your belief system is, you know lean on that, lean on your faith. Um, I know my my team of my pack that I run with, let's just put it that way, uh, are believers mostly, and uh, and we we sharpen each other. We we have that iron sharpens iron mentality, and even when I've been struggling, I've had that that uh, that group of people that have been behind me saying, "Let's go." Let's go. Let's do it. You can, you can, you can get through this. And they're praying for me, and I'm praying for them. And I've been asking my team to pray for me to make, you know, to have discernment and wisdom in my decisions. And I'm praying for them to, to be um, safe and healthy. And uh, you know, as we go through the next uh, couple of weeks, I want to make sure that we are being diligent. I want to encourage everybody to be diligent with health practices that the CDC has come out with. You know. Wear a mask in public, and for God's sake, so if you're if you're taking your kids to Sam's Club or Walmart or whatever have you, put a put a mask on these kids. I mean, take you know, look after them, protect protect those children. Let's uh, make sure that we're we're doing the right things. That, and that actually reminds me, last week or yesterday, I've, I've compiled this list yesterday, and I forgot to mention Karen Herring was one of our valued guests that we had on with Libera. And Karen, if you, ha- if you haven't listened to Karen Herring and her vision for taking care of children and, and especially women in, in uh, difficult situations, definitely check out yesterday's podcast with Karen Herring and Libera. And so that's those are some of my takeaways. And as I wrap up here, I want to share uh, a couple of more things with you guys. Something amazing came out of this last 30 days. And I've been working on a, a concept, and this just uh, this crisis kind of brought it together. But starting tomorrow at 11, from 11 to noon, we're going to be starting the West Virginia Small Business Mastermind. And the, the idea is going back from, I think it was 1938, correct me if I'm wrong on that date, but uh, one of the greatest business books ever written was Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And in that book... Napoleon Hill outlined the idea of a mastermind group, and it basically comes down to this. It's a group of like-minded people who want to help each other. And so we're going to be utilizing the Positively West Virginia platform. We're going to continue with our Thursday episodes. Okay, Each Thursday we're going to have a story out there that really talks about uh, inspirational business stories so that people can build a company, start a, start something here in West Virginia. But every Friday from 11 to noon, one hour, and this is an amazing thing, but we're going to be going live with a panel of subject matter experts. So you're not just going to get me, one set of opinion, or one opinion, but a whole group of opinions from subject matter experts. And we've got a great panel lined up so far for tomorrow's call Uh we, I don't want to get, give too much away, but uh, it's going to be an amazing thing. And it's cool because it's on the Zoom platform. So you can you can actually be a part of the panel. You can actually come into the meeting on Zoom. And then we're going to stream that call live on Facebook through our distribution network. So not only are you going to have maybe 10, 15 people in a meeting live on the Zoom call, but that is going to be streamed on Facebook through our distribution network with WVNews.com. And our hope is that we can reach thousands of people each week. 
and and you'll have an opportunity to ask questions, bring a concept to to the to the table, and and get some real incredible advice. And some of the folks that I just read off that list uh, of of the last thirty days guests are going to be part of those panels, and 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 it'll be almost like a a TV live talk show of business experts. And I'm going to tell you, there's nothing like this in West Virginia. Okay, and these are real life entrepreneurs. These are real life business people that are grinding it out every single day, and you're going to get some great thought leaders each week on this uh, West Virginia Small Business Mastermind call. So that's tomorrow at 11 to noon. Uh, I urge you to do it. There's a link, I believe, in the Positively West Virginia uh, and Interaction Media Facebook pages. You can check those out, and it'll be on the uh, wvnews.com homepage tomorrow as well in their Facebook page. So I'm very excited about that, for sure. And it's one of those offshoots from doing these every single day. So, folks, that's uh, that's it for today's Positively West Virginia COVID-19 Daily Business Briefing. It's our final one, episode 31. And as we start into the month of May tomorrow, I'm excited about the opportunities. I'm excited about uh where uh, where our companies have the opportunity to go if we innovate, if we stay on point, if we stay diligent, if we realize that leadership is the key to everything and we need to make sure that we are leading people and, and we are leading our state into the calm waters and beyond. Uh, I really, really appreciate the opportunity to be doing this. And I my hope is that we brought some real valuable insight and, and knowledge and wisdom that you can use in your business as we all work towards navigating into the calm water. I also want to take a mention or a moment to mention our sponsors for Positively West Virginia, and they are Insurance Centers, The State Journal, WVNews.com, and Interaction Media. And I said again, next Thursday we'll be going back to publishing our weekly podcast episode. I had an opportunity to talk with Lucas Tatham today. He owns a company called uh, Modern Farm, uh, Modern Homestead, Modern Homestead, and uh, he, his story is awesome. He's a guy that, that moved away uh, from West Virginia, was living down in uh, New Orleans when uh, Katrina hit, and he kind of was in a sense, forced back to West Virginia, started, uh, took over his parents' company and has just thrived ever since then. So it's a really inspirational story, and I hope you'll check that out too. I guess this is it. On behalf of our entire Positively West Virginia team, thanks guys for tuning in. Really appreciate you. I'm your host, Jim Atuga. We'll check you out tomorrow at 11 on Positively West Virginia for our our, um, our first ever Uh, West Virginia Small Business Mastermind. Stay safe, stay healthy, and stay positive, West Virginia.